Let's get the fire going, and then we can start. Hello, and welcome to Yukon Storytime from the McBride Museum. Pull a comfy chair up to the wood stove and relax, because we've got a great story for you this time. A Roar of the Yukon, A Girl's Adventure in the Klondike Gold Rush. I'm Keith Halliday, the author, and the reading will be by Lynn Halliday, who also illustrated the book. Okay, are you ready? Let's begin with Chapter 1, which starts with the roar back home in Montreal more than 100 years ago, in 1898. She doesn't know it yet, but the biggest gold rush the world has ever seen is just getting going, far away, in the Yukon. Aurora of the Yukon, Chapter 1. We leave Montreal and home forever. Why do we have to move to the Yukon? I don't even know where it is. That's from my diary. Montreal, Quebec, April 18th, 1898. The first time I saw the word Yukon was on a letter that came the morning Papa died. And the first time I heard anyone say Yukon was that night when Maman told us we were moving there. Fantastique, nous allons Yukon, exclaimed Yves, my very silly six-year-old brother. He ran off to get his most prized possessions, his three musketeers hat and sword, as if we were leaving in five minutes. I don't think he'd ever heard of the Yukon in his life. Maman must have noticed the look on my face. Mais Yves d'accord, ma chouette, she said. Of course Yves thinks it's a good idea, Maman, I shouted. He'd be even more excited if you told him we were moving to France to join the King's Musketeers. Then I ran to my bed. Mais ma chouette, I heard her call behind me. She always calls me ma chouette when she's trying to soften me up, even today. She has never been able to learn English. In French, a chouette is a cute kind of owl. That probably sounds funny to you, but it's quite sweet in French. Anyway, it's not easy to sulk in a small house in the east end of Montreal. I ran to my bed, but I couldn't stay there very long, since I shared a room with Eve and my stupid cousin from Trois-Rivières. I was soon back downstairs, where I found out that we really were moving to the Yukon. I should have been more thoughtful about Maman's feelings. After all, Papa had just died. He had been sick ever since Christmas, and Maman had been through a lot. I didn't realize how much until that night when I snuck downstairs after bedtime and listened to the adults. The door to the sitting room was closed, since it was chilly and we only had a fireplace in that room. I lay down on the floor and pressed my ear to the door. It was just Maman and Tante Josephine, Maman's sister. Tante Josephine was much older than Maman. Even I were terribly scared of her. She was so strict. I could only overhear bits of the conversation. They talked a lot about the Depression, which is when it is really hard for people to get jobs. I knew this because everyone in Montreal had been talking like that since I was little. Papa didn't have any life insurance, which is where the insurance company gives money to your family if you die all of a sudden. Even worse, I found out that we were in debt. We didn't even own our house. The bank did. I must have gasped, since they stopped talking for a moment. I lay totally still, and eventually they started talking again. Tom Josephine said we had a big mortgage on the house, which means that we borrowed money from the bank to buy the house. If we didn't pay it back, they could take the house away. Has anyone ever talked about taking your house away? It's scary, let me tell you. Mama and Tom Josephine couldn't figure out where we could get enough money from. Any job Mama couldn't get wouldn't pay much, and anyway, who would take care of Eve and me? As for our family, Papa didn't get along with his two sisters in Gaspé. There wouldn't be much help. He didn't have any brothers. Mama had seven older brothers, but one had just been injured at the mill, and two others could barely support their families. Another one we weren't even supposed to talk about since he drank too much and was always in trouble. I wasn't even supposed to know about him. My favorite, Uncle Armand, had just gone to sea to go whaling, and no one knew when he would come back. Number six worked in the mines in Ontario, but had just lost his job in the Depression. 
That's when Maman showed Tante Josephine the letter from brother number seven in the Yukon. I'll never forget what Tante Josephine said. She sort of gasped. Thibault! Then she said, a ranch! And after that, she said a bunch of words that the nuns at convent school don't even say if they burn themselves on the wood stove. I burst into the room. It's not fair. Why did my papa have to die? Why do we have to move to the Yukon? I don't even know where it is. Mama and Tante Finn just stared at me and didn't say anything. They were too surprised to scold me. I pointed my finger right at Tante Josephine. And why do we have to have so many relatives if they can't help us? All they do is bug us at church, pinching my cheeks and complaining when Eve is naughty. Why can't just one of you be rich? My mom jumped up and grabbed me. I tried to run back to my room, but she held on to me and hugged me tight. I could see Tante Josephine sitting in the rocking chair, totally still and looking at us. I think she was crying too.